0: Welcome to Freedom Fellowship Church Advent Podcast. Whether you're familiar with the tradition of Advent or it's completely foreign to you, this podcast will encourage you in your relationship with Jesus and help you focus on Him this Christmas season. Welcome to this edition of Freedom Fellowship Church's Advent Podcast. Well, get ready. There's only a week and a half till Christmas. Uh, how are you doing on that Christmas shopping? I hope it's all Amazon Prime at this point for you. Uh, I know that that's something that has really been a blessing to us as we have grown significantly in grandchildren over this last year. Uh, this is Mandy's and I first Christmas to celebrate together, and we have been busy trying to take all of the Christmas decorations from uh, our combined households and put them together into some great, great ways for Christmas. Well, we've been talking these weeks about the meaning of Advent and how to use this time to focus our attention on the real reason for the season. And once again, uh, I know that these kinds of things might be different for you, but I don't think there's a better way possible to teach kids about Christmas than Advent, Uh, especially though using this Advent wreath. And today, I want to talk to you about the significance of the third candle, what's known as the Shepherd's Candle. Now, the first two, if you remember, were purple candles, the prophecy candle signifying hope, the Bethlehem candle signifying peace, and the shepherd's candle, which signifies joy. And you can certainly understand how those those two words go together. You know, I think that the shepherds are my favorite part of the Bethlehem story. There's no more down-to-earth characters than shepherds. Uh, they, the bottom rung of society, even to this day, are oftentimes shepherds in different locations. After all, they live with sheep almost all year long, and uh, it's interesting to me that uh, God chose those uh, to announce the birth of the Christ child first. It reminds me of what Paul said, not many wise, not many noble, not many mighty, but God chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And certainly even at the very inception of the Christ child it was not to kings or to the religious folks of the day it wasn't to the shopkeepers or to the innkeepers or to the many many pilgrims that had come in to Bethlehem but it was to simple shepherds on a hillside tending their flocks that God came and said the real spotless lamb is now born come and see it's no wonder God sent the angels to them first. They're also used to nighttime visits, if you think about it. Nighttime visits of intruders, sheep stealers, of wolves and bears that came to have a a midnight snack, and all other kinds of rascals, I'm sure, that showed up. They were always sleeping with one eye open, watching for the intruders in order to keep track of their flocks, but they weren't prepared for what showed up that night. Uh, The book of Luke, chapter two, verse eight, says it all. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. Now I can imagine that that it must have taken a lot to to scare a bunch of shepherds. But when this angel shows up full of glory, after all think about it, the angels had waited a long time for this night to take place. I'm sure that there were all kinds of of test runs done uh, up in heaven getting prepared for this night. I don't think for a moment that there weren't all kinds of plans that were laid out for angels all over the world to go and to do what God needed them to do. And this must have been a very special angel. He was the one that would announce to the first human beings that the Redeemer, the Messiah, had been born. An angel who spoke to them and gave them a quick heads up about what God was going to do. And then he says these words, He says the angel said to them don't be afraid for behold I bring you good news of great joy which will be for all the people for today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior a Messiah who is Christ the Lord. Now to these Jewish boys who were out taking care of of lambs and sheep in the hillside this was news indeed. They were the first ones to hear that the Messiah, the long-awaited one, had arrived. And so what happens next? It's not just one angel, but listen to this. This will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger, and suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, And on earth, peace among men with whom he is pleased. Well, certainly there was peace in that place that night because the angels were coming in a very peaceful way. And so God must have been pleased with those shepherds out in that field that night. But what is interesting to me is certainly that word multitude. Have you ever wondered just about how many angels that really was? Well, I took some time to look it up in the original languages, and you know what it means? It means a whole lot. That's about it. It doesn't tell us how many, but there was a whole lot of activity that night, and I can only imagine that uh, sky up above those angels filled with those heavenly hosts singing to the whole world that the Messiah had come. So, well, you know the story. They find their way to a manger, that they had probably visited many times before. In fact, some of those uh, shepherds could have been the very ones that had dug out the hillside in order to have a place to keep sheep uh, 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 away from the weather when the weather turned on them. And here they find their way to Bethlehem to a manger scene, and well, you know the rest of the story. They stayed the night watching this tremendous scene before them where the Messiah... The Savior of the world, the Lamb of God, lay sleeping next to his mother. This Lamb of God, destined to take away the sins of the whole world, was in that manger that night. I love the end of the story. Imagine the joy and excitement of that night. I mean, can you imagine what was going on in those guys' heads? They were the least of the uh, of the of the society at that point. Uh, they were probably not welcome too oftentimes in the synagogues or in the temple, and certainly when they came, they came announcing themselves long before they were seen with the smell of those sheep. But here God comes and announces to these, and he finds them, and they and they find themselves before this little lamb of God. Well, the rest of the story is found all the way at the end of chapter 2, and it simply says this in verse 20, the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen and heard, just as had been told them. I love that. I love that. Glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as had been told to them. You know, this would be a really good time to do the same thing. You might be with your family, with your kids, with maybe some friends gathered around an Advent candle. Maybe it's just the two of you, or maybe it's only you alone. But as you light that candle, would you speak forth not just the praises of God, but would you begin to recount all that God has done for you? You know, there's been some pretty tough times in life, certainly for all of us. But even in those times, we can look back and we can see God's hand, how he has blessed us and cared for us throughout. I know that's the story of my life. But right now, there is so much that I have to be thankful for. There's so much that God has blessed me with. I can look around and see my grandkids growing up, and they're growing up not only healthy and strong, but they're growing up serving in the church. I can look at our church itself, and on Sunday morning, how alive and vibrant it is. I can look at how God is using us, not just here in New Braunfels, but around the world. I can even look at my staff and I can begin to praise God, not just for people to work with, but for people who have become family, who have become spiritual sons and spiritual daughters. I can look around and see life all around me and I am grateful for all that God has done. Well, what about you? you know as you light that candle it would be a great time to do exactly what the shepherds did let's do some glorifying and praising god after all that's what this that's what this uh this particular candle is all about well we're just about out of time but how about if i read to you one of the uh, one of the other devotionals from our devotion uh devotional uh, uh that we've been reading this is day six Listen to this. For many deceivers have gone out into the world. Those who do not acknowledge Christ Jesus is coming in the flesh. This is the deceiver and the Antichrist. That's a passage of scripture that's taken from Second John, the second letter of Second John, verse 7. When I was a child, waiting for Christmas was a full-time job. We would count the days on the Advent calendar and plan the big day through the Sears toy catalog, our Christmas Bible. In my simple young mind, Christmas was the best day ever. When else did you celebrate someone's birthday and then go home with the presents? Right next to the Christmas tree was a little manger stuffed with straw that made the inside of the manger look like a jungle. The shepherds, cows, and sheep were scattered throughout, with Mary and Joseph holding silent Virgil over an empty space directly in the center of it all. That is where the baby Jesus would be on Christmas morning. Sometime in the night after the six of us were tucked away, mom would place the babe in his place and we would awake to both the tree and the baby who made it all possible. It was simple, so simple that even a child could understand. Jesus came into the world like you and I. Even as a little child, he looked like one of us. The early church faced a crisis of belief not unlike the church today. The crisis in the first century was that people were saying that Jesus came as a spirit, but not as a man. The crisis today is that people say that Jesus came as a man, but not with the spirit and nature of God. John's word were the clarion truth. Jesus, the Christ, came in the flesh. He was Jesus. In Hebrew, Yeshua, meaning he will save. He was the Christ. The Greek word Christos, meaning anointed, and is a translation of the Hebrew word for Messiah. These two bring together the miracle of Jesus, which is that he is fully God and fully man. He, the Messiah, came as a man, Jesus in the flesh. Christmas is the time when we not only celebrate the baby who came in a stable, but God who came in the flesh. Don't be deceived by the tinsel and the lights. This season is more than a birthday, it's the reminder of who he is and what he did. He is Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. Uh, a reason to rejoice. And that's what this week is all about. It's about rejoicing. So take some time right now. Take some time with your family and your kids and your spouse or your friends or, or just take some time between you and the Holy Spirit and begin to thank God for the good things that he has done. He is Jesus, the Lord, the Christ. He is the Savior, the Messiah. And we are so grateful that He has come. Rejoice, my friends. It's Christmas time. Jesus has come. And from last week, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Thank you for listening to this episode of our Advent podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Freedom Fellowship Church, visit us at www.freedomnb.org. You can also pick up a copy of our devotional, God With Us, for a more personal journey with the tradition of Advent.